guys, it's Sam and welcome back to my channel. Oops, sorry, wrong platform. You may know me as Samantha Nicole on YouTube, but I decided to take a step out of my comfort zone and make a podcast. Trendy, right? So welcome to Sam Talks, where we discuss Christian topics, life because of legit struggle, and pure randomness. Okay, enough rambling. article recently written by Christian Today entitled God's Feminist Ideals, and I'm going to read the first paragraph with you. Gloria Steinem famously said that a feminist is anyone who recognizes the equality and full humanity of women and men. Is God then a feminist by her definition? If feminism in its purest sense is the quest for justice and equal rights for women, then yes, God was the first feminist. God created women in his image and bestowed on her equal dignity with men. By a woman's mere existence, God has bestowed on her dignity and privileges that transcend race, economic status, and physical ability. A verse that's always sat quite uneasily with me is Ephesians 5.22, and it reads, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit to your husbands in everything. I'm pretty sure every single one of you listening to this podcast is familiar with the role of women painted in the past few centuries, how a godly woman is to submit everything to their husbands, literally, and I guess kind of pursue the role of guardian of the household, raise your children, that kind of thing. And I recently had a lesson at church, and we were talking about this passage in 1 Corinthians. It's also kind of controversial um, in this aspect. And we were actually talking about the word for women and wife are the same in both Greek and Hebrew. Let me say that again. The word for women and wife are the same in both Greek and Hebrew. And you're probably like, Samantha, what does that mean? If you look at it this way, the passage could be saying that women are to submit to men or wives are to submit to their husbands. You could literally interpret it either way, which totally changes the meaning of the passage in its entirety. And it really made me think, because I've always, like I said, that 19th century kind of like stereotypical thing. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, are women supposed to be like that? Because because I grew up in a very um, conservative household, and I was not treated as lesser than my brother. But I've always wondered, is that how it's supposed to be? And that's always kind of baffled me. And I've always viewed it as like an ambiguous subject, but it doesn't have to be. But at the same time, you can perceive it in so many ways. Um... One thing about the Bible is some things are just cut and dry. Like, you read it, you do it. Like, that kind of thing. There's really no, there's only, there's truly only one way to interpret it correctly. But there's some passages like this, which are so ambiguous, like I said, and you can perceive it in so many different ways. And the thing to remember is when you're translating from one language to another, without a doubt, you're going to lose some of the um, original intents from some of the words in the original language. Not every connotation carries over with translations. So that's super important to remember when when we talk about this. But like I said, I never really like to think of men as superior to me and kind of they look down upon me and I'm their slaves. I've always I'm no, I know I'm totally blowing this out of proportion, but that's how I've always kind of looked at this passage. It's like submit everything you do to your husband. And I got very confused. I was like, what the actual heck? Because I don't want to feel like I can't do anything or that I'm lesser. Um, 
But at the same time, I didn't want to step out of the boundaries of, you know, the Christian lifestyle. And I was I was getting very confused, very frustrated, and I didn't want to take God off pretty much. I was just like, I need to figure this out. So hence why I did some research, I found the article. Recently, I got a little Devo book. Um, I'm really not sure what the name of it is, but I found one passage in there, and it was talking about a godly woman and her roles. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect for like what I'm struggling with, um, what I'm kind of wondering about. And they included a verse. It's 1 Peter 3, 7, and I'm going to read it to you right now. Husbands in the same way, be considerate as you live for your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as the heirs of your gracious gift of life so that nothing hinders your prayers. Okay, so before you go all judgy-wudgy on this verse, when this verse refers to women as the weaker partner, I honestly think that it refers to physical aspects, and that's no secret. We all know that men usually have a little bit more muscles than women. In another translation of this verse, it referred to husband and wife as equal. And in this version, which is NIV, it actually um, tells the husbands to treat them with respect. But basically what it's saying is, both men and women have responsibilities. Those responsibilities carry equal weight, which took me a really long time to kind of comprehend. But basically it's saying that both men and women have the same power and neither one should be treated as greater um, because they both carry just as essential responsibilities. The Bible does refer to women um, as the guardian of the household and to raise their children, but it's important to note that they're not strictly limited to that, but it is something that is their responsibility. Um, same goes for men. Men are told that they are to instill Christian values in their family, but they're not solely limited to that. As sin entered the world, people lost their inherent dignity and felt the need to oppress others. And that's where this verse and other verses in the Bible really took hold of culture and men really felt the need to dominate women and like I said oppress and they felt that the bible was granting them the privilege to do that and basically once sin entered the world people felt the need to oppress they felt that they had the power um and I feel like both men and women took it out of context I'm not pinning it on the men whatsoever not only did men become the like extremely dominant figure of the household but also women didn't speak up as much and I imagine that women viewed the verse like men did and felt that it was their duty to be the lesser half um but it's just awesome to know that we've come so far um in interpreting the bible and becoming more level-headed and kind of taking a step back looking at the past and really just narrowing in on God's true intent Another quote from the article that I really, really like um, is this one. But understand that any rights that we demand for women worldwide arise from the fact that God created them with those rights and that he can only rightly limit them. Okay, so what does that mean? It means that in God's eyes, women have always had the rights that we are fighting for today. For example, the forefront of the suffrage movement, the first wave of feminism in the 1920s, was led by the Women's Christian Temperance Union. So basically what they did is they really understood the passage like we're talking about today and realized that both men and women have a significant role in society and they should not be, I guess, solely the guardians of the, uh, the household, but also active members in society. The first wave of feminism was actually Christian-based because these women realized that God's intent was for women and men to both have a significant role in society, like I said, and voting is part of that significant role. Um, later in the 20th century, however, women's fight for birth control and abortion um, contradicted 
Christian values, and that kind of put the fork in the road and kind of just split the feminist uh, movement from the church. And one fun fact that I would like to actually bring up, I'm um, talking about um, abortion, is Norma McCorvey, better known as Jane Roe in the case Roe v. Wade, won her case only to strongly resent the Supreme Court ruling and then became um, a member of the pro-life movement, which I found really interesting. And she didn't even have her abortion, which is super crazy. She started the case and then left it, actually had her baby, but her lawyer wanted to continue the case and actually just attached her name to it. Um, but Norma Corby really did not have a super, super big role except sparking the, <laughs> sparking the case. Um, she kind of just wanted to leave it in the dust and later realized that she did not agree with the Supreme Court decision and joined the pro-life movement, which is super, super cool. All right, so let's wrap up today's podcast and kind of do like a brief little summary of everything that we talked about. So basically, feminism is not all bad. God was the original feminist if we're going by the definition that both men and women are equal in dignity and integrity. And where Christians draw the line is where the feminist movement has led to um, abortion and everything like that. So basically what I'm trying to get across here is that it's not bad for women to want to do things, for women to go into politics, for to want to do that, but they do have certain responsibilities that carry the same weight as men's responsibilities. Each figure has significant roles that carry the same weight and should be just as respectable. So if you feel like you're a girl boss and you're meant to do so much, but passages like these are really tripping you up or you're just caught in that 20th century like state of mind, just take a step back, look at the scripture, digest it. You know, refer to the article if you really like to. It's by Christianity Today and it's called God's Feminist Ideals. And it really helped clear things up for me. And I hope it clears things up for you. But just know that women are not limited to certain professions. If you feel that God is calling you to do something and you feel like your gift, um, personally, I feel like my gift is that I'm a people person and that I really have motivation to do something um, like this podcast, like my YouTube channel, like all of that. So just follow your heart, refer to the Bible, refer to friends, family. Just know that you are meant for so much more and please do not limit yourself to 20th century, 19th century, 18th century ideals and just know how valuable you are and how much you can make a difference because if not us, then who and if not now, then when? Thank you so, so much for listening to my first episode. Um, I really like this series um, about feminism. I kind of want to do like more controversial topics and really just digest them. So please let me know if you enjoyed this and I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. Congrats. You listened to me blab for 20 minutes. Now that's a real accomplishment. If you like what you heard, make sure to drop a five-star rating and check me out on YouTube at Samantha Nicole. That's S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-N-I-C-H-O-L-E. Have any suggestions? DM me on Instagram. My handle is located in the bio and on the podcast thumbnail. And that's a wrap. Tune back in for new podcasts every Tuesday and never forget how loved you are.